Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. It's Weird Islanders, the podcast, back once again. My name is Dan. That is Mike. Uh, how are you doing today, Mike? I am very excited. Uh, this is a a player who has, I think, a, a lot of people on that we cover on the show, their reputation among Islander fans is probably far exceeds what they think it is in their own head. Um, and this player is definitely in that camp. Yes, I was speaking with our guest before we came on, and I was like, I think this guy falls into the folk hero category. But uh, yeah, definitely somebody who I think a lot of people have a great memory of, uh, even though he did not spend that many games with the Islanders. But uh, let, let's get to him and, and talk about him. Uh, today's special guest is a friend of ours. He, uh, by day, is a band manager, but in his other life, you may know him as the front man of the legendary Long Island-based hardcore band, This Is Hell, and he's just an all-around great guy and an Islanders fan, and he's our buddy, and his name is Travis Riley. Travis, how are you? I'm good, guys. How's it going? Thank you for, for having me on the, on the old pod. Thank you for coming yeah, on. This is it's uh, been a something... while since I've since I've done one of these, so bear, <laughs> bear with me. No, 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 it's all right. Well, this is again, this is a very loose structured, uh, loosely structured podcast uh, where we just find a rabbit hole and just all jump down together, basically. Yeah, so, I think those, uh, are always, those are always the most fun ones. A nice yeah. unstructured, unstructured rabbit hole. Exactly. So uh, we're gonna have a, a lot of fun. This is we we wanted to get you on for a while now, so I'm glad uh, that you can come on with us and uh, looking forward to it. So um, without uh, any further, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, I just moved location. Sorry. Oh <laughs> Sorry. Nice. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, well, let's get to it. Uh, this again, this player, I think, is somebody who people are going to want to hear about. So, uh, our special guest, as our special guest, Travis, will you please reveal the subject of today's episode of Weird Islanders podcast? Are we going to be able to put a drum roll in here, like in in post? Okay, we do put a drum roll in. Yeah, I'm going nice. to do it. Okay. Today we we will be discussing a man who. Um, no doubt his jersey number will be hanging in the UPS rafters. <laughs> and if it's not, it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> None other than Michael Haley. Yes, Michael Haley. Applause. Uh, applause. Yeah, huge round of applause. There's going to be a horn blast. It's going to be yeah. a horn blast. Um, and, uh, and, and he's earned it. And it's funny, we're going to talk about this, that I bet a lot of people are going to be listening to this going like, 
wait a minute. He played how many games with the Islanders? And it was only 43 games uh, <laughs> in parts of three seasons with the Islanders. Which I'm sure some people are going to be like, no, come on. Yeah, no. He, I, he, I can't. I can't get that was the first when you sent the little briefing. Yeah. About the, the pod. I looked at that. and I was like, he played 43. Like he's made more of an impact, you know, on the <laughs> Islanders in, in my brain in 43 games than, you know, some players have in, in hundreds of games, you know? Yeah. There, um, there are some guys that have played for the Islanders that have done way less in way more games than Michael Haley in his forty-three. But yeah, he, uh, it's not very long. But they were, I mean, at least we're gonna we're gonna talk a lot about one in particularly memorable game. Uh, we'll get to in a second. But uh, but so well, you picked Haley. So what was it about him that kind of drew you to select him for this episode? I mean, so I was, you know. Like, we, obviously, we like the, a bunch of us Islander fans kind of text a lot and stuff and just kind of BS. And, you know, I, I kind of when I was a kid, I was an Islander fan, you know, watched with my dad and stuff. And, and then, you know, um, kind of the, the I guess the last kind of era that I remember before I kind of took a break from watching was, you know, I remember like Benoit Hogue and like Steve mm. Webb and yeah. like um, a little bit of Turgeon and, and kind of that general you know realm of time and then I, I got into music and kind of um started doing that and and i don't know i kind of just stopped paying attention to sports and then um while i was touring um with my band one of the guys in my band was kind of he was big into hockey he was a ranger fan unfortunately but um <laughs> but it kind of like was like oh man you know what i kind of want to start paying attention again so i think uh it was uh grabner's rookie season 2010 i mm. think it was that I kind of like got back on the wagon and then like with most things that I do, I kind of like don't like half do them. So I just got <laughs> fully, you know, fully into it. And, uh, and yeah, I've been, I've been pretty, pretty on it since, since then. Um, so yeah. So when you sent me the list of, of all the, the, you know, the, the options to choose from, I was like, man, there's, you know, I was like, I, I know most of these names, but the, a lot of them, like I just kind of wasn't watching while these guys were playing. So I, I couldn't really, I couldn't really speak on it, you know, and also like, you know, I think that I'm pretty, you know, pretty solid as far as like paying attention and kind of, you know, knowing what's been happening over the last, you know, 12 seasons and stuff. But I feel like the two of you are, are, are on like another level of like knowledge and stuff like that. So like there was just guys where I was like, man, like I, I even even Haley, he's kind of one of the ones who I obviously like have seen his whole Islanders career because it was so long, you know, um, but like. <laughs> <laughs> but even then, I still feel like I'm not, you know, I, I have difficult time remembering, you know, specific years and seasons and stuff like that. So I feel like the two of you can kind of, you know, carry that a bit more and I can just kind of pepper in what I what I recall. But um, this is a really long way to, to, to answer your question. I, I kind of almost <laughs> forgot what it was. But basically, yeah, he was just kind of I think most kids like when when they're younger, it, you know, it's funny when when I was younger and watching games, with my buddy, we, we used to. <laughs> This is like pre, you know, pre pre hockey fights. The website we had like a camcorder on on a on a tripod set up in front of the TV, and we watch games. And if a fight happened, we'd hop up and we'd record them with a camcorder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so we, we were the original hockey fights. We just had them on, you know, on whatever the the high eight or whatever the tapes were. So I, I think you know, as a kid, you kind of get a kick out of the the scrappers, you know. Yeah. So I think like you know, I you know. The, the the first Islanders jersey I bought when I got back into it was a Matt Martin jersey, you know, like so I think I kind of mm. just was always drawn towards the scrappy guys. Um, so that was that this is my long way of saying that's why I chose Michael Haley. <laughs> yeah. He, he's you you talk about like his his one season or or his I guess forty three games over three seasons. Mm. This team feels like it and this like era of the kind of po- the throes of the rebuild right before um, the years leading up to the 2013 uh, playoff birth, I would say, it feels like it. These seasons—they they were 12 years ago. This season was 12 years ago, uh, but it feels like it was three years ago. You right. know, like like this. Yeah. This is because it. There was something very. Not all terrible seasons are created equally, um, <laughs> and because because of Haley and and fight night against the Penguins, the the attitude around this team from a fans' perspective changed I, I i mean we'll talk about that game a lot i'm sure mm. deeper into the show but i remember exactly who i was with where i was um what like what i was doing what i was eating um <laughs> when, during this game and there's there's obviously some some really iconic kind of just like moments um 
that aren't even like game actual like game things. It's not like a Barzell going between the legs mm. shot. And <laughs> like 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 think of like Beauvillier falling to his knees after he scored that overtime winner, or um, your Dublowitz like with the post post check like kind of fist pump like those kind of moments, and Michael Haley's adjusting his his um, elbow pads and jersey. <laughs> to go skate all the way down the ice. Quite Johnson. Um, yes. Quite Johnson is, is one of those kind of frozen in time, not actual right. gameplay moments. Yeah. Uh, definitely. I, uh, I love him for it. I, I was actually at the game. So that's like kind of one oh, of God. the, one of the, obviously the, the games that I'll remember. For, like I, I've been to, you know, I, I haven't been to like hundreds of hockey games, but I've been to, I've been to, uh, you know, enough and that's definitely like you could ask I, I remember like you know there's definitely like two or three games that I'll remember and that's obviously the number one and yeah I remember just kind of like seeing because it was just all like insane right and then you kind of think like you've you've seen it all and then all of a sudden he just like looks down the ice and I'm like oh no he's going he's going down there <laughs> and like just the place like just like expl- I mean the place is exploding the yeah. entire game but like and I, well, yeah. when that happened it was like oh oh my god and there's a couple of penguins that like get in the way, and he's like waving Brent Johnson. But we're getting ahead of ourselves real quick because yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk about that game. But let's talk about Michael Haley real quick. So he played with Sarnia Sting in the OHL, was undrafted, and signed with the Islanders as a free agent in 2008 when you know nobody signed with the Islanders, and so they signed guys like Michael Haley. Uh, <laughs> played a couple of games from the season before, but he played in Bridgeport, and he, you know what? In Bridgeport, he was a pretty darn good player. Like he had seasons of 12 and 15 goals down there, and so like. He's not a guy who just had like hands of stone. Like he he could play, you know, maybe not necessarily at the NHL level, be a scorer, obviously. Yeah. But you know, at at, at the, the minor league level, he was actually a pretty good player. And so he got a couple of games in at the end of the the 20 uh 2009-2010 season. Uh, but it was his first game of the 2011 season, which is the one that we're gonna get to right right now. So that was uh the fight night game, February eleventh, twenty eleven. The Islanders, the Penguins playing at the Islanders, and they had this had been, you know, we've talked about this game before. Like there was a whole lead up to this game. There was the the game in which uh Blake Como got a concussion. There was the fight between um Rick DiPietro and Brent Johnson, in which Brent Johnson just basically one punched him and cold clocked poor Rick. Uh and then there was uh Marc Andre Fleury on the bench who was laughing at the Islanders players, and it was just all this building. Obviously, the Penguins are really good. The Islanders were not. And all this was building and building and building. And so finally, you've got this game in February at Nassau Coliseum. The Penguins, you know, hey, it's a bad game for them. They gave up like three goals in the first period. But like that, the the score was nine to two at the end. But that's really nobody talks about because it was a ton of fights. And Haley was at the center of it. And people were like, oh, they called up this goon from Bridgeport to play in this game and beat up the Penguins. Well, did they they, though? They already had Trevor Gillies and Zeninkanovka. Yeah, like, you know. (laughs) They had dudes who were hurt. He was playing pretty well. I mean, I was look. Now I'm not stupid. Like obviously he was yeah. called up because it's going to be a rough game. But like you know, he, they he, there was reason to call him up, and they they needed bodies. And obviously they lost a bunch during the course of the game. Uh, and so that game really is Michael Haley's probably crowning glory as an NHL player. He had a goal in three fights and 39 penalty minutes <laughs> in that one game. Um, and the, here's the game that I, I want to ask you guys. So he did all that. Uh, so I'm going to ask you both. We'll see who comes closest. How much ice time did Michael Haley get in that February 2011 game against the Penguins? Oh my God. Take a guess. <laughs> it's, it's funny. I feel like I actually, I think one, one I think you, you linked, you know, an article on here <laughs> and, I, and I think, I think it's in there, but I, I don't remember actually what it was, but, um, or, or I don't know. Maybe I just saw it and it kind of I remember it. Uh, I'm gonna go with um, five minutes and twenty seven seconds. All right, Mike. That's probably- I was gonna go go less than four minutes. Less than four <laughs> minutes. Okay. Actual retail ice time: five minutes thirty one seconds. Ooh, wow. Travis, your memory is is better <laughs> than you think. Oh, you were very close. Five <laughs> minutes and thirty one seconds. Again, to repeat, one goal. 39 penalty minutes, three fights. <laughs> he got, a, he got a lot done in, in, in just that short amount of time. The, yeah. the, this game in particular is like kind of almost like the Islanders were the kid from Christmas story where like it just yeah. took so much shit for so long and finally just like snapped, you know? And the Penguins are Scott Farkas, the kid with the yellow <laughs> eyes. Yeah. 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 And, but yeah. 
the game itself is like it, it actually it has a wikipedia page right so it's not just it's not just like an islander thing right like i remember uh, and and i know um because when 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 travis picked haley as you know, i just googled islanders penguins mm-hmm. fight night and and i just went to the to the wikipedia the wikipedia page and th- the the first part like the intro kind of summary paragraph at the end of it this is something that i'll never forget was that mario lemieux was so butthurt by the whole situation and like complained to didn't he like write a letter to the league or something i don't know if i can participate in the nhl's garage league anymore that was his exact word (laughs) there wasn't like a bunch of pieces of shit on the like it's like dude was wasn't cook on the on the albert Albert, and this is the last sentence of the wikipedia entry the the intro uh, paragraphs lemieux was highly criticized following his comments with critics (laughs) noting that the penguins led the entire league in fighting majors yeah yeah, was it uh, g- g- um, who was it? Yeah, Goddard, Goddard. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. They, they had like it, like we, we've. I think the NHL has, has come a long way from from teams having you know multiple guys like that. You know, mm. but in that in that era, like the Penguins had like their fair share of shitbags. You know, like sure. it wasn't like you know it wasn't like like ha- like Haley Kanopka and Gillies were the only guys in the league who were like doing that type of shit. You know. Mm. Right. They have always had their fair shit bags, and they're always the first to complain about other exactly. people's shit bags. It has been going on since 1967. It's They've okay when we do it. it. <laughs> that, that, I think that was, you know, the, 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 the Christmas story metaphor is perfect because it was <laughs> that this was just like the, these guys were kind of just like taking it for so long, like the Crosby comeback game where where you just knew you're like, oh great, like he's he's coming back. Everyone in, in hockey is talking about how Crosby's first game back is from mm. a concussion is coming. And it's of course it's against the Islanders. And within like 30 seconds, he razzle dazzles past Anders Nilsson and whatever. And, and, and it was just like, the Islanders were just, we were almost just there for the penguins. Like every time the penguins yeah. right. wanted, wanted something to like get done. They would just be like, "Oh well, why don't we call the Islanders to like come over yeah. and move yeah. we're moving apartments? The Islanders will help, help us move like that <laughs> kind of stuff. And, um, and then this, this, yeah, this game, like all of a sudden, the, the honestly like a turning point for the islanders as a, as a, as a team in in this era was haley just skating down the ice and the the thought in my head was oh man it would be pretty cool if he actually went after brent johnson and like didn't just stop at the red line and then when he just passed the red line cuz you know, sometimes like people they'll just like use during warm ups like the red line is like some DMZ like the mm. uh, demilitarized zone where you can't cross it otherwise you're in trouble. Yeah. And when he crossed that red line it's oh wow like he's going to do this like this is awesome like go get him. And he did and and then Goddard skated off the ice to come wrestle him. Mm. And Goddard ended up getting the suspension cuz he left the bench. Look at Haley's got Talbot. And they were uh, kind of eyeing each other up. And I was watching them because they were on one side of the ice as that other hit was being initiated. And they were joined after Talbot and Haley came together. They had some words as though they wanted to go, thought better of it temporarily. Talbot down on his back. Uh, Haley got in a pretty good shot. Haley's, he, he's upset and they're going to push him off the ice right away. Oh, look at this, look at this. Haley's oh, going after the goalie. Oh, he wants him. Look, at they're not going to let him get to him. Now it's way out of control, and Johnson's in his second fight in a week, and Haley is trying to do to him what Johnson did to Rick DiPietro. I think Talbot's in there also. Look, they're motioning at the benches because they're worried because it's an un... But if you look, as Tangrady's down here. He got hurt on that... Uh deal with Gillies. Yeah, my apologies to Tang Grady for thinking he had turtled. Gillies is still yelling at him from the runway. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened because I think Dan Grady was going to get the original penalty, but boy, this is crazy now. As you're right, Haley came all the way down and he was looking for Johnson. Eric Goddard, I believe, came off the bench to get into it. Yeah, right. and he's, he's basically, it's like one of those, it's like one of those moments where like you're like, like, cause like I said, I was there and it's like, if I was at the movies and I had popcorn and like at that moment is when I would have like jumped up and like, it would have whatever, <laughs> you know? And it was like, yeah, he's like fighting. He's like fighting both of them basically. And, and right. also I think something to mention about Haley is like, he's not a big dude. No. Yeah. No. It's, especially, like five, especially nine, when I we think. talk about that era, you know, of, of guys who mm. were like thugs and other teams and stuff. The, the, some of the other guys were pretty big, you know? Yeah. Haley listed at 5'11", which means he's 5'9". Basically, yeah. so they, <laughs> which means he's smaller than I am. Yeah. <laughs> well, so so you were at the game. So, like, 
prior to the game starting, like, what was, do you remember, like, what the atmosphere was kind of like? Like, did people kind of know this was going to happen? You know, I don't, at the time, I don't think I recalled, or at least looking back on it now, I don't think that I remembered that this was, like, the game leading up to, like, all these prior little instances, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So so I don't think that I kind of knew, really, that, like, that was what was going to happen. Um, so I think it was more just kind of like, oh shit, this is, this is a really wild game. You know, like, <laughs> and like you said, it wound up being a thing where like, they wound up putting like nine goals and like, right. Haley scoring one of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just kind of, I, I, you know, obviously very, very vividly remember him, you know, yeah. Pushing up his elbow pads and, and skating down there. That's kind of, I think something that's burned into everyone's brain. Um, then there's, you know, there's the moment where Gillies has already been taken off the ice and he's like, just standing just yeah. outside the glass and he's just like losing his mind like barking and, and cursing and like it's like one of the scariest images ever yeah well i'm glad you brought that up because prior to that so that was like one of the first if not the first sort of big altercation in the game and that was before uh haley went after johnson yeah and that was when he haley went after the other guy that we all kind of wanted to see get his in that game max talbot Right. who was a huge piece of garbage and never fought and never, you know, was just around, you know, trying to slew foot people or just be a general piece of garbage on the ice. And here was, was Haley and Haley just went after him and tablet did what he always did, which is just turtle really? and try and go down and try and get in the fetal position. So they didn't get killed. And um, that was sort of the first big thing. And then after that, once they separated them, I think that's when Haley went after Johnson. Who, who was it that G- G- Gillies like flattened somebody against the boards and yeah. then just like didn't even give them a second? And it was Eric Tangrady. Tangrady, yeah. Tangrady, yeah. he just started feeding him. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And and even before that, like in the first period, um, Matt Martin like jumped yeah, Talbot. Martin, or yeah. yeah, it was first or second. Martin Martin jumped Talbot, and, and it was definitely not clean. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, uh, it, it could have been a lot like the. What he did, it could have been a lot worse. Like yeah. I, think, I think he kind of knew he was going super cheap and kind of held back a little bit because yeah. if he fully went for him in the manner that he did, like it could have been really bad. Yeah, yeah. And and, and but the, my favorite part of that aftermath, besides you know Talbot getting punched, hmm. was that you know there's there's a bunch of people partnering up. Uh, and some, you know, like Travis Hamanick and Mike Rupp, Martin, just people you'd expect. And then there's yeah. Josh Bailey fighting <laughs> Pascal Duquin. <laughs> yeah, yeah there you guys. Go. Michael Rupp was on that team too. Like that guy, yeah. like you know, he, he could score too, but he wasn't known for fighting. Like it was yeah. like that team had like some dudes on it that could that could yeah. go, you know. But yeah, I do remember Bailey squaring yeah. up with uh, yeah Dupuis and being like, oh man, like like Dupuis wasn't a fighter either, but uh, you know, no. Josh Bailey's like not at all right you know dupuy i feel like probably had a few under his belt at that point like i wonder was that was that josh's like first nhl fight i wonder if it was it's gotta be yeah i I mean i I can't imagine that it wasn't that was year three for him um and and he was and and, but there's a great image of bailey in the box and it was like martin hamannick Gillies, maybe it was. There was a, you know, obviously the, the penalty box was, you know, like a turnstile yeah, yeah. that night. But like, and then they're they're all like, you know, dabbing up Bailey, like, yeah, good job. Like that wasn't that wasn't terrible because like him and him and him and Dupuis fought for like that that fight lasted well, like a long time, yeah, yeah, a minute. Because I don't think either one of them could get loose and whatever. They were kind of mm. just like, and I'm so, sure they were, they were trying to break up the guys who actually could kill each other first. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah like, the camera would like pan to 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 Rupp versus Martin or or Hamannick yeah. versus someone, and then they'd be like, "Oh, by the way, like Josh Bailey and Pascal Dupuis are still going at it over here." Yeah. Like it was it was incredible, and like this this was like kind of bubbling. And Haley actually he got into a fight earlier in the game too with uh, Craig Adams, who's like another guy. Like you said, like this was uh, yeah. not yeah this that guy scrapped too. That was yeah, yeah this was, like, was, was like, yeah. So that's yeah. that's the worst part of this Mario Lemieux thing. But since he says it, like you know, it's 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 canon. But um, yeah. he. Uh, this 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 all started bubbling, and you you just figured that this was it. Like okay, mm-hmm. like we just watched a a line brawl that involved everyone from Matt Martin to Josh Bailey. So that's got to be the end of it. Um, and even like, like I said, I remember where I was. I was it was still in college, and there was this bar on on this golf course next to our campus, and my buddy worked there. Um, and he, we used to do this thing uh, after the bar would close. Like we would basically just 
I won't say if it was legal or illegal, but like we would take all their beer after the night um, because like, they just kept it in this outdoor fridge. And so yeah. like me and him were just like waiting around for the bar to be done. And um, I would just sit there, eat dinner and uh, we're watching this game. And there were like 40 people in there. It's like I said, it's, it's on a golf course. So it was, it was relatively nice. Everybody in that restaurant just was like, it was dead silent for the whole time. Cause everyone was just watching this game. Like I, I asked him like, can you just put right. the Islander game on this one TV? And by the end of it, like there were probably 12 TVs in there. Every one of them <laughs> yeah. people were like, you got to put this game on. This is insane. Right. Um, and I just was sitting there and I, and, and I thought like, okay, after this, like I probably can leave the Islanders are up, you know, 11, nothing. And there's been a hundred fights. It's definitely over. Mm. Thank God I didn't. Cause it like the third period was just, that was that, like I said, I'll say it again. Like, a moment, a moment where it went from being, you know, an also ran doormat kind of team to, okay, like, no, this team actually like has, has come together and and they're sick of it. Like they're just sick Mm. of, of, of being pushed around, especially by this team and and this group and their owner. Um, And all of a sudden, you know, you had everybody getting kicked out of the game from Haley to to Jack Hill in (laughs) to, You know, I I can't remember who who even like ended up still playing because uh, they there's that like famous shot of the bench afterwards and it's like you know yeah guys it's like four France, guys France, on it yeah and, and Yoen Sue like <laughs> right but it, it really like Lewin left playing playing one on one against Joe Vitale or something yeah. <laughs> dude and I, I, I'm just remembering now too fucking um Derek England was on this like come on yeah. like Lemieux is insane like this team was like just full of dudes who like were all about it you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, among the many that, that to me was, and I, I'm sure other Islanders fans aren't going to forget that Mario was out crying when his team, and, and I don't know if Matt Cook was on that team, but Matt Cook spent an awful lot of time with the Penguins. So, I mean, nobody's going to forget that I, one. Either. I, I'm pretty sure he was at the time, but I think maybe he like wasn't in, mm. the, he definitely didn't play this game because if he did, he would have been right. all over this, this score sheet. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, but, uh, the penalty column that is, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, that, that game right there cemented Michael Haley's legacy and legend. Uh, uh, but he didn't stop there. Like he went on and he didn't score another goal for 17 games after that, but he went <laughs> on to have a whole bunch of more fights. He fought Sean Avery uh, about a month later. He fought uh, Stu Bickle of the, uh, <laughs> which is like the most fighterous name since Ogie Oglethorpe, uh, you know, uh, in NHL history uh, about a year later. And um, yeah, you know, had a, had a run like he got into. So I think uh, how many games did he play that year? Twenty seven games played for the rest of the season. So twenty six games after that February game. And so he got he got a shot, and he wasn't too bad. You know, he was a guy. I mean, that team wasn't really great, but they they gave him a chance. And and at, at Lighthouse Hockey, you know, Dom used to do the the player grades, and and he said about um, he had a great line about. Haley, he said, so you have a, at present, you have a grinding, somewhat speedy fourth line winger who can win middleweight fights with the don't fuck with me, I'm crazy fire of a Highland Scott. Like that, that was really great. You know, (laughs) it's just, uh, he, uh, you know, he fought through doubters and diligently worked on his game, his entire hockey career. And he turned out to be okay. And again, like, you know, one game into his, whatever that season, not career, but like one game into this dude is a legend, and I mean, I'm surprised he didn't sell more jerseys. I don't think they made shirts with his number on it, but yeah, uh, yeah, that, that's definitely a guy that yeah you would think. I, I wonder if um, if like his tenure in um San Jose was was a bit longer. I think so. Yes. I wonder if maybe he kind of maybe un- unloaded some jerseys there because I feel like he was probably well liked there. But also, yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize that like I don't know. At least for me, like I, I th- when I think of like Haley Kanopka and and Gillies, like. That was like the OG best fourth line of the hockey. I mean, yeah. like, they weren't putting up the, the points, you know, but they were like the three dudes who were like beating ass and like were yeah. fun to watch, you know. Um, um, Trevor Gilly is also very much in our wheelhouse as well, so we could uh, <laughs> we can slide him in there too at some point. Oh yeah, if, if you if you run out of guests, you need you need somebody to come back. I'll uh, I'll do Gilly. <laughs> oh no, you. definitely. Oh, we, we will. <laughs> we can just we can just cut and paste this this episode. Yeah, part, part one, part one of the original, you know, yeah, fourth line in, in hockey. Most true. Yeah, it's most a trilogy. Most yeah, of the memories. Haley Kanapka and Gillies too. Like like Travis was saying, like the NHL is obviously different now. I think I think that lockout after or the one that like shortened the twenty thirteen season kind of was it for for guys like these guys like Eric Bolton types and uh, yeah, game, yeah, the game truly went the other direction and or or started to. Um, 
but like there's this like weird era and this is it where these guys were still kicking around um and uh there was some you know folk hero status to them all like the, this is it this is these were the last of the the the, the true goons and, and i don't i don't think it's fair to call Haley one because he could he could play but like that that group and like there was that you know documentary from this time i can't remember what it's called now but uh with like nasty john morasty who never made mm. it to the nhl i don't think but he just had this because th- th- they were all playing in the minors together so like him and like even like brett gallant and and, and justin johnson who who we've spoke about <laughs> the like like th- these guys they were in in the ahl for forever and like i feel like haley breaking through to a you know, by his own by an undrafted forwards standards a really impressive nhl career was was almost like he was he, he was the last one to make it uh for for this group like you think you think about his peers and the islanders because because they were so bad and they needed to fill out roster spots and and, and have some kind of security guards some bouncers for players <laughs> like Tavares and, and bailey right. as they were just drafted so like mitch fritz like we end we ended mm-hmm. up having like a lot more of these guys than i think most teams do yeah, um, yeah. I think having a whole fourth line of them was like kind yeah. of because you know, now it's like you know obviously like th- there's barely anybody le- like you know even guys like Ryan Reeves like can skate and score goals you know and like you know Ross Johnson's got decent hands and you know like but yeah it just kind of became a thing where like it went from teams having full a full fourth line of guys like that and then even like one or two defensemen you know or even you know even guys like I mean think about you know dudes like like Getzlaff and Perry, those guys were like star players, but also could, could fight mm-hmm. anybody, yeah. you know? Right. So it, it kind of became a thing where like, it's, you know, these days there's maybe there's one guy on the team that kind of can do that. And then, but he also like, isn't totally useless when it comes to actually playing the sport. <laughs> well, Perry, Perry's the perfect guy to bring up. Cause in my mind, I was like, these guys are on the team because you know, John Tavares, when he was coming up and the Islanders need to protect him. They're like, they're protecting him from guys like Corey Perry. Because yeah. <laughs> he's going to be going, he's going to be going one on one with him, and if Perry yeah. does something, you know, he's 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 like you said, he's got that. Uh, I I respect Corey Perry a lot more these days, and and I think he's he's a great player, and and I actually like him. Um, but, I was I was always bummed that the Islanders never had a guy like, or at least that I can recall in the last no, you know, 10, 12 years, they definitely didn't. Like like every you know, and almost every team, it was almost every team's captain too. You know, you got Jamie yeah. Ben, you got Getzlaff. Yeah. Um, there was just dudes who kind of were you know they could handle it but they also were like star players yeah um, they'd go they'd go up against Tavares when the islanders yeah. would play him so like you need you'd be like all right tap mitch mitch fritz on the shoulders and be like if, <laughs> if, if Corey perry gets a little rambunctious with with you know 591 or 51 or 12 or 21 like he's yours do, the islanders... do, you, do you remember the game at, at barclay center where uh where Tavares fought gets laugh no they were like coming up the, the, like they were like behind the play, got tied up, whatever, and then we're like slowly coming to the ice together, and like Tavares was like, "Fuck it," just like. <laughs> That's funny. And I was like, oh, "This is the of all the, you know, this is your time to." Uh... I feel mm. like there was one other one. He fought somebody on the Jets. Yeah. Um, that he like w- put in like a headlock or something, and I was like, "That was like his like only two fights I think he ever had." I wonder if Tavares was mad because Getzloff called him Jonathan Tavares at that All Star draft that they did one time. <laughs> I was like, "Dude, come on, you don't know I the guy's hope name." Beat him up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, There's yeah. no way that Tavares. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, Getzloff is like twice his size, too. He's yeah. like an enormous human. But uh, it's funny, too, that the Islanders, like, for, you know, obviously years and years and years, they haven't had like a Getzlaff or a Perry type. But the reality is, back in the early days, they had two of those guys at least. They had Gillies, Nystrom, and like you could throw yeah, like yeah. Harry Howitt, guys like that. that, that yeah. I mean, when, yeah, when you go back way back you got right yeah full, full teams of guys who are like yeah sure. smoking cigarettes and fighting and scoring goals and just like <laughs> or, you know, or yeah, mike bossy's case scoring and smoking cigarettes and scoring goals that's what <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually just pulled up tavares's thing on on uh, hockey fights and they don't even have the 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 gets off one i wonder if they just got a roughing yeah so it's like he's only got um him and Bermistrov. that's who it was I, I was i was gonna say it was, it was, it was a european it was, guy it was atlanta too it wasn't even the jets but it was, oh my gosh yeah wow. Um, All right. Well, it's, it's time for a new one then. I guess somebody, yeah. somebody's going to step up. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe Barzell will finally. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. He'll, he'll, go, uh, he'll go on this season. <laughs> right. uh, but it is funny. Like, I mean, you, you guys bring up a good point. Like these guys, guys like Michael Haley do have a place still, even though it's not quite as prevalent as it used to be. And, and particularly a couple of years ago, you know, somebody's always looking for a guy who can throw hands when necessary. And so a- after three years with the Islanders, 
They let him go as a free agent. He signed with the Rangers, which sucked. Um, but he didn't spend that much time with the Rangers. I, a lot less time, than, again, than we thought. And then uh, after that season, or he spent two seasons with the Rangers, but mostly played in Hartford. And then he signed with San Jose, as Travis mentioned before. And he spent a long time uh, with the Sharks, uh, longer than than any other team. And, uh, you know, I think made himself a bit of a home there. I mean, he spent 97 games, almost 100 games with the Sharks. And, uh, you know, he, he scored uh, three goals. <laughs> so we got four goals, 12 points, uh, 12 assists for 16 points, which is more than, you know, way more than he had. Oh, and actually he spent more time with Florida uh, that I look at it. 99 oh, yeah, games. Panthers, yeah. Right. Where he went after San Jose. And, uh, I found an article, I, I send this to you guys, um, for the New York times, um, about the sort of like, you know, the, the, the diminishing fighters out there. And, and he was kind of the last guy around and, and they talked to Bob Bugner, who was the San Jose coach at the time, obviously a guy very well known for being a fighter himself. And and he said the kind of stuff that we always hear about these guys. He's a great guy in the locker room, in the dressing yeah. room, plays the game the right way. Uh, <laughs> can't, you know, we know that when he's out there, he makes the skill guys feel more comfortable, that kind of thing. I mean, I don't know if any of that is true, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, but that's what they think. And if like that's going to keep guys like Michael Haley employed. That's that's good enough for me. I mean, you know, we again, the typical script, here. right? You know, yeah, just <laughs> responsible on both ends, and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I, forgot, I saw know. he. I forgot he, he. His last his last hurrah was the Sens. Uh, he played. He only played four games with them, though. I don't even know. Yeah, but I and I I guarantee they brought him in for the same reason that the Islanders wanted him to play when yeah. Harris was young, when Bailey was young. They got guys like Stutzla and Batherson and and. Um, uh, Shabbat, like somebody's going to have to, you know, somebody might have to go out there and punch some dude in the face. Cause they're taking liberties with one of those guys and they brought him in. I mean, only last four games, but it's yeah, just, that kind of happens. There. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's had a guy with, so for a guy with limited skills to play 274 NHL games, 11 goals, 21 assists, 32 points. That's kind of a lot. 692 penalty minutes. Um, <laughs> you know, none of these are going to end up on like a, you know, kind of all-time list or anything, but I mean, we're sitting here and we're already half hour into an entire podcast about this guy. So clearly he's yeah. a dude who makes an impression <laughs> wherever he goes. And, uh, and it's pretty he's interesting. Very, I mean, he's very busy. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, after he left the Rangers, I, I gotta be honest, I kind of lost track when I knew he was with San Jose, but I wasn't, yeah. did you like still follow him after that or? Uh... Yeah. I kept an eye on him in San Jose. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know what it was about the Sharks, but I, but I kind of, I liked watching the Sharks play. Um, especially, you know, when he was there. So yeah, I kind of kept an eye on him, but, um, but yeah, I kind of almost forgot that he went to Florida and then I, I honestly, I, I didn't even realize that he was like out of the league. I saw, I just saw that he's coaching, uh, the Sarnia, Sarnia thing now. Um, yeah. So, and he also, um, while he was with the Panthers entered the assistance program. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I forgot about that too. So, uh, you know, hopefully he's, he's all good to go and, and is, yeah, straight. it's, it's so crazy. All the, all those guys, right. It's just, I don't know. I mean. Yeah. It's like just being a being a hockey player in general and like dealing dealing with, you know, injuries and all that stuff is hard enough. And then let alone when you're the, the guy who's got to go out there every night and fight. And, you know, whether, you know, you, like you were talking about that other was it, I think it's Ice Guardians was the documentary you're talking yes, about. Yes. Where all these guys are just, you know, talking about being nervous. Like they're not afraid to fight, but there's just that anxiety of like knowing that you're going to have to do it, you know. So these guys get, you know, hooked on pain pills or the, you know, Coke or booze or whatever, you know. So. Who knows what it was with him, but yeah, hopefully he's kind of straightened yeah. it all out. Um, but there's a funny piece in here too, where it says, it's from the New York Times profile, it says, uh, it, "Fight! It was a pretty good game, and I, I only played half of it." It's like, yo, you, you played five minutes. <laughs> 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 what we meant is he played, he played half of his normal time. Yeah, he played half of a half of it. Like that's yeah. it. <laughs> half of a half period. That's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. But, but like, like going even like bringing this back to that, like. And and what I brought up in the beginning, um, for a guy like this who who clearly battled demons, like it, it almost I almost wish he would listen to this or, or or you know have a conversation with the Islander people and be like, show him like how important he was because yeah. that the whole perspective of this team changed and you you wouldn't have I don't think you would have the the success that they had in in twenty thirteen or even like twenty the the the, la- the first last year at the Coliseum like without this game, like without Hamannick and Tavares and Oposo and Bailey seeing like, okay, like we're not just, we're not just going to be like this forever. Like we're going to fight back. And um, I, I would say that like, like Haley and, and 
whatever it was, seven, 58 games or whatever he's played with the team. Uh, like <laughs> for, for a guy who, who scored very few goals and played very few games for the team, like if you look pound for pound, which is a, I guess, appropriate uh, <laughs> measurement you know, term, terminology to use for someone like him. Uh, he, he's probably had you know as much an impact on, on this team uh, as, as some folks who, who played, you know, the, the 150, 200 games with them when they were truly bad. Like you think about, you know, Andrew, Andrew Ladd and, and not to beat up on him because we do a lot, but, um, you know, Michael Haley did for this franchise and, and whatever, and how many amount of games and with as many, whatever amount of goals that he had that, that, you know, someone like Ladd or, uh, you know, players who, who clearly were just here because uh, I want to still be in the NHL and I'll be here and maybe they'll trade me at the deadline did. So it, it was like, it, like Dan said, like folk hero is, is, is the right word for a guy like this. And the fact that he still has, you know, I hated that the fact that he went to the Rangers, I hated like Aaron Asham too. Like it was so annoying when Aaron Asham yeah, two stints there. with the Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> so. and, and like that, it just, it, it, cause it, it makes you a little upset, but for, for guys like Asham and Haley, mm. even though that they played with the Rangers, like, it it almost doesn't matter because it's just like mm. yeah like you, you're, you're forgiven you're forgiven because of what you did for us like yeah. it's fine um, whereas other players who who would like you'd be like Ugh, like nah, I don't like it anymore <laughs> yeah I think when you know twenty years from now when someone's like picking your brain we're like oh like throwing around old players names like his will come up more often you know like you might go oh fuck I forgot Travis Hammond I played for the Islanders or like oh shit I forgot that so and you know but you'll be like yeah Haley I remember Haley you know and he played so you know so little games. But I think he just kind of, you know, left left such a um, mm. such a big uh, a big mark on on the franchise and in such yeah, a as big as big a mark as he left on uh, Brent Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wish that we would have actually got the uh, the the actual because you know he he like he got over there and then like he he had about three seconds before um, got was a Goddard came came and grabbed him so like we didn't we didn't really get the actual scrap that could have been you know so it was a good right. moment about that. Yeah, I guess and Goddard the, and he played on Bridgeport. It's probably they probably knew each other at that point, or uh, I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if they uh, did. I don't know. Well, Goddard was Goddard was around like this. Wasn't he was on the Sabres? Wasn't he Goddard? Sterling, Sterling and yeah. Laviolette years for the Islanders. Um, yeah. and then then he went to the Flames and then the Penguins. But uh, what what another thing too about this game that was interesting is it was it was almost sad in a way that DPH wasn't there. Because it was when when Weird Islanders is done, and we go through the list of eight all eight hundred and sixty Weird Islanders that have ever played for this team. We'll, we'll do the the Rick DiPietro, not like you know eighteen part epic that will be sponsored by one of those big podcast companies that you know with the <laughs> full production weight of like the New York Times behind it or something. Right. Um, but this was a moment for Rick too because I feel like the team towards the end of his career started to get like a little fed up with with the, the DiPietro antics, song oh, and dance, like who, who maybe who he was like, cause he was, yeah, it doesn't sound one. like he was like very well liked behind the scenes. So it's like interesting. Basically these guys kind of all went to bat. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it, wasn't, it wasn't. And here's the thing. I think maybe if, even for them, they might've been like, yo, fuck him. But like, we need to stand up for, for the, right. the team in general, you know? So it might've not have been, you know, just for him, but. And, and he really, I just, that's why I kind of wish he was, he was actually on the ice. Like I'm sure he was, maybe he was at the game. Maybe he wasn't, but yeah. Uh, to see to see Haley like actually stand up for him I was like all right like cuz it makes sense to stand up for Blake Coma like he's he's a beloved teammate a guy who does some dirty work for this group and was one of the young up and comers and but then you know to 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 then tick the other box which was standing up for Rick I was like that was nice it was almost like you know you, you didn't have to do that for Rick like but but it did and uh yeah I mean I I would love the, the Arthur Staple did that oral history of this game and, and i can't remember if rick's involved in it at all but mm. uh, i would love to know if rick like what he thought about that how it made him feel because it, it was it was this was in the dark ages of of his his incredibly up down sideways left right and center career with the islanders um so haley standing up for him was you know was, wasn't lost on us not, not not much is lost on weird islanders when we talk about these guys like the fact that we can remember these things from 12 seasons ago and they were terrible um, and, yeah. and to provide the context uh, really shows you, you know what, how, just how deep mm. uh, what Michael Haley did is resonated. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rick, that was, that always seems to me like, uh, not to go off on a whole thing about Rick, but that, that always seems to me as sort of like his very, it's like a limbo period for him because the team is clearly transitioning to a new era, whether it's, you know, Tavares, they obviously needed a goalie at that point, but like here is the kind of biggest elephant in the room remnant from the previous era, you know? And it's like, well, what do we do with this guy? Well, he can't stay healthy. He's not that good when he is healthy, but we're sort of stuck with him, and now I don't know what else to do. And so there was a lot of kind of pushing and pulling going on, and I can what, imagine. What a crazy contract to look back on, like, like <laughs> some, some Bobby Bonilla shit, you know? <laughs> they, they, they must have great conversations, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, uh, and and as Travis mentioned before, Michael Haley now is uh, a, an assistant coach with Sarnia, back, back to his OHL team uh and obviously where uh he played uh maybe he played with matt martin there maybe he played with steven stamkos i don't know i'll tell you who he didn't play with eric goddard because they were not on (laughs) time and i found that out so there you go um so um this has been great i mean again i think a lot of people are going to be like oh man this i love this guy and and i'm with you mike like i this michael haley and uh ryan smith and maybe wade dubelwitz are the two guys i really are the three guys i really wish would Listen, maybe one day they'll get a chance to actually listen to this podcast and learn and re- find out that, oh, man, there are people that still remember all this stuff. About- I'm, I'm sure there's fans who like with Haley and stuff, people run into him or whatever, or even like at, you know, he's doing the coaching now. I'm sure people have, have told them, you know, like I think it's the kind of thing where you go to an autograph signing or whatever, you know, like someone will go be drunk and punish them with, you know, like, hey, man, you really meant a lot to the team, you know, like I'm sure they get it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, but but I hope he knows it's not just the game and like his actual like the actual like circus, right? Like it's it's like no, what there there was a lot more here that that you did, like the the, the penguins little brother kind of thing, the Rick, Rick kind of stuff, and just like get showing these young guys like how to that it's time to kind of just like be a better team and then get 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 grow or something, and and uh. He would call the cops before I got to that part of the conversation I had with Mike Haley. He'd be like, "Sarnia, police, please come and arrest this guy." He's talking to me about how I, how, how he's, he's in tears about how I stood up for Rick Pietro. That's what I mean. I feel like he's already had he's already had yeah. people tell him shit like that. He's already, <laughs> cops, he's already called the cops on a few Islander fans. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, uh, sure. and, and and just just one more quick thing about that night and that team with like they had the perfect coach. Like coaching yep. them for that exact moment in time. Definitely. <laughs> imagine, I think it was Biles for the for the Penguins at the time, and uh, imagine just like looking over and you know, like one of those coach things, like get your guys in order, like where where they'll like yell at each other, and just like looking over, and and he probably saw Jack Capuano with like the biggest <laughs> shit eating shit eating grin that like he's ever seen. He's like it's not even worth it. That was right. um that was heavy Capuano too. Yes. That was before he lost the weight. So yeah, definitely yeah, the best version of Capuano to have in there another favorite part of um yeah when there's when there's games like that i love when the coaches kind of get heat you know like when um right was a cal was a calgary and vancouver had that like crazy line brawl on tortorello and um yeah i forget who was coaching the flames but like yeah we're going at it you know there was I remember uh, boudreaux fucking was like knocking over the glass with like patrick Waugh, right i think laviolette too and somebody else were getting into it i remember it was it uh, somebody else were getting yeah. yelling at each I, other I yeah when shit gets wild yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been steph with us it was mario lemieux you know getting on a soapbox and writing a letter to the nhl <laughs> yeah. uh, i would love to see him just one day just love to run into mario lemieux he'd probably think like oh yeah this guy's you know he, he probably loves me i'm the second best player of all time and i would just give him the business <laughs> another restraining order after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh so uh so trev your your life is in music as a front man as a band manager um give us uh some insight as to uh, what we can uh, see from you or your bands going forward uh, this year. Uh, you know, any tours to keep an eye out on, albums coming out, that kind of thing. Um, uh, yeah, like you said, I, I don't know when this is com- We don't know when this is going to be coming out, so I don't know what's going to be going on then. But yeah, I'm sure there'll be there'll be definitely some some bands are working on albums. You know, one just finished recording, one's about to record. Um, yeah, I don't want to bore everybody with the with that kind of stuff, <laughs> but you know, you can drop my Twitter on there and I obviously I'll, I'll be sharing news about the bands and, and stuff like that. But yeah, it, it's, you know, it's exciting. I'm trying to basically, I spent, you know, 10, 10 or so years playing in my own bands and now I'm trying to help some bands, you know, and hopefully have them not make similar mistakes that I made. And just, <laughs> just do what I can to 
help them navigate the cesspool that is the music industry, you know? I, I can imagine that there's yeah. a lot of assistance needed in the music <laughs> industry. And maybe uh, I'm not, you know, I'm probably not the, the, the top candidate for it all, but you know, I'm, I'm going to do what I can. No, I, I the Michael really Haley of, of the band manager <laughs> getting get the mix for you. There you go. That's per- perfect, perfect segue right there. Uh, and uh, the connection, but, uh, but no, I mean, you had 10 years and you guys sold a lot of records. So, I mean, I think your, your advice is probably invaluable, but I mean, you mentioned, so where can everybody find you on Twitter and, and follow uh, you there? Just my name, Travis Riley. Uh, R-E-I-L-L-Y, not like Patrick Riley. <laughs> you should definitely follow Travis on Twitter. He's a great follow for both music and Islander stuff. He's always watching the games. We're always having discussions and stuff. So, uh, follow Travis there. And, and this has been a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, it has to have been more fun than your son swimming lessons that you just came from. Before. Yeah, it was hot. It was hot down in that, uh, in the basement of that little center where he swims. But, um, I, I just imagine. had a thought though. Yeah. Um, pencil, pencil me in for a Josh Hosang episode down the line. I think he qualifies oh as a weird Islander at this oh, point. Man. Let's, let's look him up. Hold on one second. That was, that's going to be, what are the, qual- is there qualifications for it? Well, he's got to play less than a season, and he only has fifty-three games over the course of three seasons. Oh, so he go. does qualify. That he's, is going to be, be on, he'll be on Complicated Islanders, the podcast. Yeah, exactly. whatever, whatever it is, I, I want to be the guest. <laughs> I'll, I will pencil you in as soon as we're done here. Because that's uh, my guy. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> one of, oh, I know it. Oh, you know, I have the I have a number sixty-six shirt in my my room just across the hall. You got a jersey. Yeah. So, but we will definitely have you back on, and we'll, we can, we can do Trevor Gillies. We can go. We can do Josh Hosang, an entire all-star team of weird Islanders. I think perfect. Uh, we can definitely do with you. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, Mike, where can everybody find you on Twitter? Uh, the Big Lebowski with two E's. Follow Mike at the Big Lebowski. Read his work at Action Network. Listen to his podcast Wonder Goal and Line Change. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. This has been great, and we'll be back again with another episode of Weird Islanders shortly. Read Lighthouse Hockey every single day for your most up-to-date Islanders news and discussion. Listen to our podcasts. And uh, until next time, keep the Islanders weird. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys.